Welcome to The Vault. Tune in every week to unlock the marketing secrets of some of the fastest growing businesses. You'll hear practical tips, strategies, and case studies that will help you build incredible marketing campaigns for your business. And now, here's your host, Stacey Keogh. Today's episode is all about automation. There's always something which can make your life easier. Whether you're stuck watching infomercials at 2am through lack of sleep, or discovering the wonders of the gimmick section of your local supermarket, the idea of a faster and easier path saturates every part of our daily lives. Even this coffee sitting on my desk can be seen as part of the hungerful convenience. I certainly didn't grind those beans myself. Desire for efficiency without extra effort can be incredibly useful in having a better day-to-day life. Whether it takes the form of dodging traffic by taking the back streets on the way to work or saving hundreds of pounds by going to a single price comparison website, we're all looking for ways to make our lives easier and more automated. Now you can actually save or benefit from the full advantage of power programming, even if you have no experience or technical skill with computers. Want to know how? Let's unlock the marketing vault and listen to my top automation tips for your business. Hello and welcome to today's show, Automation. We're here to talk all about what is automation and how can we implement it inside our business. Well, to start off, automation is a way of improving workflows. And traditionally, this would have been done in things like factories or other settings where the same task or a series of tasks occur repeatedly. So over and over again, business process automation can be used to achieve goals such as increase worker productivity and lower the cost of operations. And let's be honest, who doesn't want to improve their productivity and lower their outgoing costs? I know I certainly did, and that is what got me onto automation. So we can use the same principles that those big factories would have used to create processes which can be automated. Once upon a time, I would have said, I can't automate my business because it's so unique Everything we do is so special. There's too many variables. I have too many exceptions to the rules. Everything is customized, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And yes, I mean, I still have huge parts of my business that of course I cannot automate. But there are so many things, many, many things that I've been able to make so much easier through automation. And that's the reason that I wanted to run this episode today. So I have a few apps to tell you about in this episode. Uh, One of the main ones you're going to hear me discuss is Zapier, and it is by far my most favorite automation tool. So for anybody who doesn't know about it, it essentially helps different programs speak to each other. And to fully understand Zapier, we first need to understand APIs. An API, Application Program Interface, is what it stands for. It's actually a medium which, through which computer programs, they can talk to each other. So stay with me here because I know it's a little complex and don't worry, I am not a tech person and I don't fully understand the nitty gritty details either. But the best way to think about this is, let's say you have one person who only speaks English. Let's call him Facebook. And the other who only speaks German will call her Gmail. 
usually Facebook and Gmail, wouldn't be able to communicate with each other because of the language barrier. And that's where you need a translator to come in, an API. So the API can speak all languages. And so with its help, Facebook and Gmail can speak to each other. So I want to talk to you about how I use automation in my business and get you thinking about how you may be able to automate some of the functions within your business. Many people often say automation is really expensive. And trust me, it is not. There is some time that you need to invest. Uh, There's some resources you need to invest. And there will be occasions where you might want to bring in a tech person to help with some really complex automations. But on the most part, it does work out cheaper than having a staff member in place. And a lot of the functions I'm going to talk about today are things that you can definitely do within your business. Most of the automation tools I'm talking about today are completely free. So hopefully you're going to get a lot of value out of this. So the best place to begin, think about all the tasks that you do repeatedly. Anything that is repetitive in some way can be automated. I'm in a creative business. So for me, anything that's administrative or process driven, I try to make automated wherever possible. So I started out by making a list of things that I do, which I feel are annoying just because they take up a lot of my time or it might be things that I would call sort of rinse and repeat tasks um, that I'm just doing so often that they become a little bit annoying. I then added to that list by thinking about all the problems that I had within my business. So I made a big long list of all these different things and then started to investigate ways that I could automate those tasks. And there were things like something as simple as booking meetings, onboarding new clients, raising invoices for ad hoc projects. That one was actually a really big thing for me on my problem list. We're really good at automating the process already for clients that are on a 12 month package, you know, marketing service or something that that repeatedly happens every single month. But it was those ad hoc projects that we just do once in a while or sort of add on things that we would do for clients. I had a real fear that we weren't actually charging or remembering to raise invoices for that project work. And that was a big thing for me that I wanted to figure out a way to automate that where the members of my team who were working on projects didn't have to be relied on to tell our accountant or our bookkeeper to actually raise the invoice, that there was a way for us to do that automatically. And we've managed to do that now. So I'll try and run through some examples a little bit later in this episode. So one thing that I started out with, which I think is sort of a hot topic right now, and I get asked a lot of questions about, is online bots. So that could be a Facebook bot or a website bot. And bots are things that are programmed to understand questions, provide answers, and execute tasks. So there's some really great apps out there for bots. They include ones like MyChatBot, ManyChat, Cobot, Landbot. There's so many of them out there, and I'm sure they're all wonderful. It's just figuring out what's going to be the best one for your business. So the way that I began using bots in my business was, again, to think about those top three questions that we received. I then created some resources to help answer those three questions. And then I had a bot handle those requests via Facebook and Twitter and my website. So those are things, some examples might be, you know, what are your opening hours? When are your upcoming course dates? We run one day workshops. When is your next webinar? So lots of questions like that, that we get asked regularly. And essentially all we did was created the resources we needed and then built out a bot to be able to respond to those questions. 
So additionally, keeping track of all the data that comes in via a bot can actually be really challenging. And that's something that I didn't think about before. So I use Zapier, which I mentioned earlier, to send the data recorded via the bot into Google Sheets. So one of the things I didn't mention earlier about Zapier is you can create what they call zaps. So essentially, it's one when something happens on one app, it creates an action for something to happen in another app. So in this example that I'm giving you, so, you know, there was a conversation happening back and forth via a Facebook bot. And then what Zapier would do is take the information recorded in that conversation and put it into a Google Sheet. I then have another Zap set up via Zapier, which will then take that data from that Google Sheet and attach it to the CRM. If it can match it with an existing client, it will match it with that existing client. If interested in one of our webinars, then what we would have done is automated a reminder for that webinar to go out via email or via Facebook Messenger, because I know that that person has inquired about it. So these are all the sorts of things that we do to automate that process in the business. Another really cool tool that I used for automation, I guess this is really about making my life a little bit easier, is email snippets. So I was always trying to figure out ways that I could type faster and email quicker. And just that was something that I was doing on a really regular basis, writing the same emails over and over again. And of course, there's things like uh, MailChimp and Infusionsoft that we use for our actual email marketing. But I'm talking about my, my actual personal inbox. So one of the things that I do regularly is onboard clients. And I like to do an introductory email where I introduce members of the team that are going to be working on this project to my new client. And I was, you know, then what I'll do is introduce that part, each member of the team, what their responsibilities are, what their titles are, what they do, so that they, everybody can get to know each other a little bit more. And it was just taking me a lot of time, you know, take me 10 or 15 minutes to write out that email. So I came across email snippets. So I think uh, for Outlook, the app is called Autotext. So that's within Outlook. Uh, Gmail have one called Snippets. Again, there's quite a few different apps out there. So you can just find the one that's appropriate for the email platform that you use. But essentially what you do is you create snippets of text, apply a code to them so that when you write that code in an email, it automatically plops in that bit of text. So for me, it's something like my piece of code might be forward slash new client. And then so when I type that in my email forward slash new client, Snippets then drops in a big chunk of text which explains each member of the team and what they will be doing on this project. And that just made my life so much easier. The other part of that is setting up appointments or setting up calls. So my PA might send out, somebody might inquire about setting up a call to speak to us about our services or whatever it might be. Um, she'll then start typing forward slash Calendly. And Calendly is another app that we use. Many of you will have heard of it. Again, there's quite a few platforms out there like this, but what Calendly does is it links to your calendar. So it means that via email you can, or text or whatever, you can send a link out. The person can then click on that link, book in the time that works for them, and it automatically goes into your calendar. And obviously that's brilliant in itself because it means that you don't have to go back and forth on email over a period of days and times get booked up and you have to go back and forth, back and forth. So Calendly is awesome for that. But the step before that with snippets on email, something like if I did a forward slash Calendly, it then drops in the piece of text that says, please book yourself an appointment via this link, blah, 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 blah. So that's wonderful and I love it. 
Another thing that we actually do carrying on from the same line of thought with regards to Calendly is I do use Zapier in this moment too, and I set up some zaps to help this process. So obviously the person that I'm making the appointment with clicks on the link, they book in the time in the calendar. Um, Obviously it blocks out that time so no one else can book it. And then what I have Zapier do is send out the invitation to that meeting via to either Zoom or GoToMeeting, depending on where it's being hosted. Zapier will then also add the contact information of that person into Infusionsoft, which is my email marketing software. You might be using MailChimp or something similar too. Zapier can help you to do that. And it just means that I don't have to, my PA doesn't then have to take that new contact and go ahead and add it into our, our software. Zapier just does that whole thing for us automatically. I don't have to think about it. So there's lots of things here that are just little hacks, simple things. And, you know, they're, they're the types of things that in the early stages of my business, I thought, oh, it doesn't really matter. It only takes a couple of seconds. You know, it's, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds to send that email. But when you're doing that multiple times a day repeatedly, it just doesn't make any sense. You might as well automate it if you can make that happen. The next example I wanted to give you was for our online scorecard. So we have what we would call a lead magnet. So obviously, if you're doing any kind of marketing, lead magnets are really important for generating inbound leads to your business. So I have a scorecard. Essentially, it's an online test that people can take to find out how well their digital marketing is performing. So for anybody that's a regular listener of this podcast, you will have heard me talk before about the six C's of marketing that we've created that run through all the series of building out a marketing pipeline. So that starts with the first C, which is connect. It then goes on to create, then to captivate, to capture, to converse, and then convert. So those are the six C's of marketing. Now, what my scorecard does is we run a Facebook ad and it pushes it out in front of our ideal prospects. Our then prospects go in and take this test because they want to know which parts of their digital marketing pipeline are performing well and which parts of it are underperforming. So they'll go through, they'll take this test. There's the six C's. For every C, there's eight questions. Depending on how they answer those questions will result in a different result. So what I mean by that is they're filling in this form and what happens at the end is they receive a PDF which explains to them, here are the bits you're doing well, here are the bits you need to do better at. And it gives you three points of different things that you can do to be better at that particular part of the pipeline, whichever C you've performed best in. There's lots of variables, right, as you can imagine as you're going through this, depending on how you answer, depends on what the result's going to be. So I use automation to figure that out for me. We started up by building out a form on NAC. And what NAC does is it hosts all the questions and the answers. And I tell NAC what answer equals which result. Then what NAC will do, this is where Zapier plays a role too. We plug Zapier into NAC Forms. Zapier then takes the data from NAC Forms, moves it across into WebMerge. And WebMerge is what I use to create that PDF. So it creates that PDF with all the unique pieces of information based on the answers that people have submitted through NAC Forms. And then it makes it look all beautiful and pushes it out via email to the email address that was submitted via NAC Forms. So there's a lot involved there, right? It can, that's quite a complex process. If I tried to do that in person or had one of my team members do it, it would take them a couple of hours to probably produce that. This takes seconds. So I did have to put the work in up front to build this. However, now it's just an automated process and it's very, very simple. 
The other thing that happens on the back end of that, and I use Zapier for this too, is it then takes the data from NAC Forms, it pulls it across into Podio, which is my CRM. So it pulls it, all the data across into my CRM, enters it into our sales app, so that our sales team can then follow up with that prospect to see how they found the results, whether they require any more information. So that just automates. Zapier also pulls that contact information across into Infusionsoft, which, as I mentioned earlier, is my email platform that we use, and it applies a tag. So then what happens is whenever a new contact comes into Infusionsoft with that particular tag, it generates a series of emails which goes out to that contact, educating them on ways that they can improve their digital marketing pipeline. Now, I actually don't choose to sell in that series of emails. For me, I'm just trying to give away value and showing people what they can do to actually improve that process. But that's a whole automated uh, automated thing. It just goes out without me even thinking about it. I don't even know that it's happening half the time. The next example I wanted to give you was when somebody makes a purchase via your website. So I use WooCommerce as a platform, as a integration on my website. Some people might use Shopify. There's quite a few different applications that can be used. But essentially what happens is somebody visits the website and they make a purchase. I'm just trying to think of an example off the top of my head. It might be somebody visits my website and they decide to buy a logo. So that's something that we sell quite a bit via our website. So they'll come onto the site, they'll make a purchase. Then my automation that I have set up is for an email to go out to that person who's made that purchase and for them to answer these series of seven or eight questions that we need the answer to in order to be able to create that logo to fit their needs. That's an email that gets shot out with a zap from the website across to that email platform. The other thing Zapier will then do for me is add that contact to our CRM. So I've used that example before. They add it to Podio, but if you you might use HubSpot or Zoho, whichever CRM platform it uses, it just pops the information across over there. It also creates an invoice in QuickBooks for me. So QuickBooks is the accounting software that I use. You might use Xero, exactly the same thing can happen. That makes my bookkeeper very happy. So it means that for the transaction that we've taken via the website on WooCommerce, Zapier has automatically gone ahead and created the invoice across in QuickBooks for me. We also send out an SMS message via Twilio to the person who's made the purchase. So that goes out to the customer with all the purchase information and also sends them a reminder to fill in those eight questions so that we can get started on that project. So again, Zapier just does that for me in the background. We also then send that same data across into, again, our CRM as Podio, but it could be into a Slack channel if you use Slack. And our operation manager picks it up and just keeps an eye on it to make sure that the sale is progressing as we had hoped. Once the questions are completed by the customer, it automatically then assigns a task to my graphic designer for him to start work on that logo design. So that whole automation sequence can sound complex, but I don't have to have a person doing that. It's just completely automated, does it all on its own. I don't even know have to know what's happening until it hits our account and we see that the graphic, our designer has to start working on that project. Same thing can be done with Shopify, as I mentioned, if that's the platform that you use. So these are a couple of things that I just love doing in terms of automating processes. And as you can imagine, if I had a member of my team doing this manually, this would take up a lot of time. There's a lot of room for human error. You know, just missing off one part of that step can very easily happen in a very busy business environment. So automation really helps me to solve that problem. 
I just wanted to kind of wrap up by sharing a couple of other tools that I use that are not 100% automation, but they just make my life so much easier and I love them. So I just wanted to speak about them. The first one is Grammarly. So for anybody that produces a lot of copy, whether that's for your website, maybe writing blogs, could be your social media posts that you're pushing out. Anybody that's producing a lot of copy, Grammarly is your go-to. So the best way for me to explain this is it is like spell check on steroids. It just takes everything to the next level. It means that can't make a spelling mistake because it picks up on it. It makes suggestions in terms of grammar. It, It also does a plagiarism check, which is fantastic. It really does check to make sure that you haven't accidentally plagiarize some content somewhere else from online. So that's something that I like to do for all of our copywriters too, because we've got a big team of copywriters that produce copy for us. We always use Grammarly to check that and make sure nobody's being naughty and sneaking content from anywhere. Just make sure that everything we do is really authentic. So I love, love, love Grammarly. The other app that I really, really love for anybody that's a G Suite user or uses Gmail is Boomerang. If anybody hasn't come across Boomerang, it is awesome. So what it does is it really helps to ensure that you don't forget about emails that you've sent or it allows you to schedule them. That's the other thing that I love about it. So it does a couple of things. One, it either allows you to, if you send an email out and you haven't received a response from the person you emailed, you can set reminders on it. So you just set the default to remind me in one day, three days, five days, 10 days, you choose. So it pops out that email and then it will send you a reminder to say, you know, Bob hasn't responded to this email. So then it just reminds me because I don't remember all the emails I've sent. And that's a really nice way for me to make sure that I've got the answer to whatever it was that I was asking. So that's one way to use it. The other way to use it is to to schedule when the email goes out. And I find that really helpful because as a business owner, I'm thinking about work all the time. I'm thinking about business at all times of the day and night. And it's actually not helpful for my team to constantly just get my thoughts as I think of them. So that's what I love Boomerang for is if I'm thinking, oh yeah, I've got to remind the team member about X, Y, Z. I can automate for that email to go out at, you know, 9am. So it actually hits their inbox at a reasonable time. Or if I know that they're busy and bogged down in a specific project, I can send that email to go out in two days time when I know they'll be looking at it and they'll have the headspace to be able to process it. And I find that so helpful for me because I often send, I send a lot of emails out or just things that I think of um, as and when I think of them, mostly so that I don't forget, right? So I think of something I need to communicate to someone and I pop out that email so that I know it's done. I don't have to think about it. But often that can be really, really distracting for the person that I'm sending it to. So that's what I love Boomerang for. I think it just helps to for that whole process. The final um, tool that I just want to talk about, which I find really helpful, is for any WordPress users out there, WordLift. So WordLift is awesome. It's a really cool way of making sure that your content is optimized. For anybody that's interested in SEO, optimizing content, optimizing pages on your website, WordLift is your go-to. So make sure that you check that one out too. So I'd love to hear about what sort of automation you're using in your business. I have so much more detail I could go into. So if this proves to be a popular subject, I'd be more than happy to dig into the nitty gritty stuff. But I thought I would just share with you a couple of the things that I've implemented over the last sort of four or five years that have really helped my business just progress, grow, move forward and remove a lot of room for error for a lot of human error, just to be honest. Uh, it's just really saved a lot of time, resources, money within my business. I think automation is the way forward. I think we all need to embrace it. And I would love to hear how you're doing that. So catch up with you soon. 
that's it for this episode. Make sure you head over to the show notes to find references to all of the apps I've mentioned throughout this show. Here are my top three attention grabbers, or in this case, perhaps my top three takeaways from speaking about automation. So attention grabber number one, look for repetition. To find missed automation opportunities, I often will get my team together to discuss what we're doing that is repetitive. Then we'll look at the automated solution that we can perform the task as well as or better than us and make sure that we're delivering an exceptional service to our clients. We've had great success in taking these menial tasks and automating them, which has actually enhanced rather than harmed that whole customer experience. Attention grabber number two, work on your business, not in it. So we've all heard this before. Unfortunately, we know that you can't escape during the launch stage of starting a business. It does demand your attention, your effort, those late nights. But after launching, extract yourself from the daily operations to work on your business rather than in it. Ask yourself, what is your time worth? Anything below your pay grade that can be done cheaper, better or faster should be put into a process that can be automated. This will free up more time to work on growth. Attention grabber number three. Streamline task management and communication. So we use Podio Chat to centralize our communications and tasks so that nothing slips through the cracks. There are other tools out there like Slack or WhatsApp, whatever it is that you might like to use in your business. Tools like Schedule Once or Calendly can automate appointments. And we're making systems for employees. I didn't actually mention this in the podcast, but I thought this was really, really important uh, thing that I learned when I was putting processes together for other people to understand. I'll try to film myself doing the task. So I use something like QuickTime. I use Mac, so QuickTime for Mac. Or if you're a Windows user, you can use Loom. That's a really great application. And it just enables you to screen share or record your screen as you film yourself doing the task to be able to pass over to another member of the team. You can also then break that video down into checklists of steps. So I try to do that too, so that anytime I'm outsourcing a task that I have been responsible in the past to another team member, I always make sure that I film it and then break it down into a checklist of steps as well so there's no room for error. You'll find the link to my upcoming content creator one day workshop in London in the show notes. Tickets are on sale now. We've got a special booking code to all of our listeners on the vault. It will offer you 10% off and that code that you want to use at the checkout is vault. V-A-U-L-T, vault. Book your ticket today to ensure that you can make 2019 a year for incredible content for your business and make sure you tune in next week for another episode on The Vault. You've just been listening to The Vault Podcast with Stacey Keogh. If you've enjoyed the show, she'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. And don't forget to head over to www.thevault.global for more free content that will help you build an effective marketing strategy.